And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is what do you do when you don't get the money? But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use our subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving and personalizations and exclusive colors on our website and get a blank one on Amazon Prime if you want. All right, so today we're talking about what do you do when you don't get the money? For the uh, longtime podcast listeners, they'll remember back to when I talked about vendors in our, one of our earlier podcasts. And uh, the specific story I talked about then, I'm actually going to go back to uh, now because there was, an, ac- there was a, an important thing that happened in that process. So uh, for those of you who, who haven't heard yet, we had a vendor out of Minnesota that we were working with. They were wonderful people. We had a great re- relationship. They did a good job getting good quality leather to us. And we ended up... Um, getting a a message from them, eventually realizing that they were going to be running out of our stock of our leather and they weren't going to be getting any more after that. Just because of the way that their shop was built, they got bulk, um, bulk broken stuff from tanneries after the tanneries had made a million square feet for Allen Edmonds or someone. They would take the leftover leather that was, that the the company didn't buy and they would sell it to these sub-suppliers. So when it was gone, it was gone. Now, what the company didn't realize at the time was that we were planning on pretty aggressive growth strategies. And so for us, we were looking at what they were going to, they were telling us was going to last us a month or two and realizing that that was barely going to last us a few weeks at most. And so I frantically was trying to look for solutions and I ended up realizing that there was a good tannery in Milwaukee where we are near. And I was very excited about that. And we'd gotten through all of the process to figure out what the quote was going to be like and what the ongoing cost was going to be for us to use them and to have them be our, a supplier for all of our colors. And they, I'd met with the, the vice president of development and I'd walked through their facility and I'd gotten to know them. And I'd shown them the leather that we were looking at having and they were they were excited because they thought they could make it and that they could kind of replicate it because there's a process involved in that. And so the process kind of to get started is that they were going to work on creating a sample. And that sample was going to take four to six weeks to make. And then once they had the recipe nailed down, if that sample was right, then they could go ahead and start production. And it would take another four to six weeks to get that first order in our laps, right, in our hands. And the other issue that was going to come into play is if they didn't get it right on that first sample, they would need to make another sample and correct that recipe to start again. Also, on top of that, they were going to require um, a minimum order quantity at the time, which was going to be equivalent to about 275 books. Now, that was a lot for us. That was a, a pretty big, at the time, that was a pretty big amount of books. And we needed an investment. I needed money to be able to buy that. So for any of you who are starting businesses out there or people who've gone to business school or frankly just about anybody who's curious, a lot of times when businesses start, they, they need funding, right? They, they'll get started kind of with the founder's money and then eventually they'll need more money and they probably won't have generated enough of it yet. And they'll go to a couple of different places. The first logical place that most people go to is family. They start, say, they, they ask their parents, their uncles, you know, their aunts, their grandma, they, they go and say, you know, can we borrow a little bit of money to get going? Um, after that, they'll often go to banks and they'll say, okay, this is the idea and can you give us a loan? And then after that, they'll go to venture capitalists, like people like Shark Tank. And um, venture capitalists, if you've ever watched Shark Tank, can often be very profits driven. 
they don't really care about a good idea. They care about an idea that's been earning money in the marketplace. So sometimes they're not good to go to if you're early, in your very early stages like we were. And I knew banks weren't going to give us money because we didn't have a long credit history, which is an important thing for banks. They want to make sure that they're going to be paid back. Um, so they're not really willing to risk investment in young companies unless there is a pretty solid cash flow. And so I went to family and I said to them, look, this is the, this is what it's going to cost for us to kind of keep going, right? Continue to be in business. And um, the answer I got was no. And at the time it was a little surprising, kind of jarring, a little bit confusing, but what ended up happening was it, it dawned on me that I was going to have to come up with a solution. And the solution that came up was is that we either need to find a different supplier or go out of business. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do the second one. So I, I ended up doing a big national search and got a little more intensive in our finding process. And we were able to find a vendor that we loved out of uh, Missouri. And we've had great, great relationships with them. And serendipitously, well, maybe not serendipitously. I, I think it's a God thing. We were able to find essentially almost the identical leather that they had in stock and that was something that they would continuously be carrying forever. Like this was a, a standard leather for them that they always had. And they also had other colors of similar leathers, which many of you have seen became our chestnut and our shale. So we had other kind of colors and, and that was a great opportunity for us to expand. And more importantly, they were willing to, to sell us the books at a, a flat rate and they were willing to sell it to us in smaller quantities which was so vital in those early days when the money was really tight and we didn't have a lot of um, a lot of kind of ongoing purchasing. So it was really important back then that we had that flexibility in our vendors. So that was an important part of our development. And really what I would say to anyone who's out there who doesn't get the money is step back, open up your eyes, and reevaluate the solution you had come up with. The reason why I was so set on the Milwaukee company was mostly just because I had a a history with them. I'd, I'd taken the time to meet with them. I knew more about them, and I had visited their facility. I'd met with their vice president. So, but I'd gotten so deep down that process. I'd gotten so far down that rabbit hole that the idea that it wouldn't work was kind of foreign to me. It was more of a how are we going to make this solution work rather than looking back and saying, okay, what other solutions could also work. And it was it was a real blessing. It was a great thing. We would not have been nearly as successful had we gotten the money. Had we gotten the funding, we would have been much, we would have been, you know, crippled by, at the time, um, a, a significantly higher inventory costs, and that would have restricted our ability to spend money on, on marketing and getting people engaged in the community and showing the product off, and that would have been really very difficult for us to, to succeed. So I think in, in the end, that was a, a good decision, and I thank, actually, the, my family members who, who said no because that was uh, an important part of our success. And in that process, we found a better product. So because we had to think long and hard about our solution, we actually refined our solution into a better place. All right, so today I'm actually launching a new segment um, called Today's Use. And today's use segment is actually my mother's idea. She's a listener. Hi, Mom. And she said to me, Colin, you got to talk more about all of the different uses for the product. And it actually makes a lot of sense because my father originally said that this was a very niche product that only a few people would really you know, be interested in or have a use for. And so I... I agree with my mother that it's important for me to talk about how amazing and how many uses there are for this product. And today, actually, the, um, 
the today's use is in honor of my friend Jamie. Jamie came to me originally when I told her about my books, and she said I would never buy one of those books. I have no use for that. And then not more than a week ago, Jamie and I were talking. She goes, actually, Colin, I found a use for it. Um, so today's use is about Jamie, and today's use is recipe books. Many of you out there who live in the digital world that we do have favorite recipes or, or things that you found on Pinterest or on the web and blogs, and uh, maybe you've saved those recipes as uh, links on your phone. You've got them all in like a note or something, or they're a Pinterest board maybe, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, when, I, when you want to have those recipes, you go and you hunt for them. And it can be kind of difficult to find those recipes and to have them be all organized in one place where you can quick go open it and look, particularly when it comes to trying to figure out what ingredients you need to shop for. So if you're putting together your ingredients list, you have to open up each and every one of those links. And that can be really difficult. So um, what, ends, what, what I would recommend, what we would have as a solution instead is if you print off those recipes, they'll print off on a letter-sized piece of paper, three-hole punch those bad boys and put them in a binder, and you can put your favorite ones on top. You know, you can organize it however you want. You can rearrange them as things change, as your tastes change, or maybe you have um, seasonal recipes that you bring out when it's pumpkin time and other things like that, and that allows you to have that, that ability to rearrange and re remove things as tastes change. But then also to have all of your recipes in one easy-to-find place, and frankly, they can look really nice. We're hoping to have a couple of pre-engraved scrapbook slash, um, sorry, recipe book options on our website. Uh, but also, if you want to have them personalized, customized, put your name on them, you know, my family recipes, whatever you want that way, you can, uh, you can have that kind of customization, and we'd be happy to do that. That way, let's say you've got your, 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 your favorite children, you know, maybe not all of them, but maybe your favorite, and they come to you and they say, well, I love the recipe book, you know, is there, is there a way I can, I can have it, or, you know, something like that, or you've got heirlooms, or worse yet, you've got a couple of favorite children and they all want it, uh, contact us, reach out to us, we're happy to make identical copies of it. In fact, if you send it to us, we're happy to work on getting the, scanning the pages, getting it printed, getting it bound, getting it put all back together with your engravings and sending it off to them. And you could personalize it to each and every one of those children if you wanted. So that way you can have that customized, um, beautiful leather binder that'll be good for generations and will last the, tale of the test of time. But that way you can also share that joy and love of a family recipe book and building that. All right. Um, also, a day in the life segment. We're going to go back to that. So today's day in the life segment, I've been doing a lot of the accounting books and getting things all sort of sorted out. We had a really good month and a pretty good weeks the last couple of weeks, and it's been really hectic around here with just my wife and I. And uh, so, A, we appreciate all your patience. For those of you who've contacted us and have waited to hear a response, we really appreciate that. And uh, B, I've been spending a lot of time getting all of those uh, expense reports and everything that I, I ended up doing, putting them all in, in order and having it all be clear and concise so that we can be sure to keep doing this and have, uh, have good, uh, good organized books for, it, for us. So that's been my day in a life. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who has continued to support the company. All of you have been so wonderfully warm and encouraging, and it's been great to continue to do this. Um, we've had such great involvement. So many of you have sent me ideas for things you want to see or adaptations, or a lot of you have sent amazing pictures of the way you use them. Please continue to do that. It really means the world to me. It, it really is encouraging for both of us to keep going and to have that, that community around us. So we really appreciate that. Um, thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away.
If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, feel free to contact us on our main page of our website at murdycreative.co, or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usual ways. Um, I try to my, be my best whenever, I try to be available whenever possible, um, So, because I love talking to all of you. But if I do have a little bit of a delay, I do apologize. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear, uh, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community and to give the people what they want. Um, and if you're looking for multiple binders and gifts, giveaways, menus, really whatever you've got as far as those kinds of things, ask about our bulk discount options. We do have them available. We're happy to talk to you about what, what your specific use is and kind of help craft that uh, craft that thing for you. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, please have a great day. Goodbye. <laughs>